Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland radio listeners. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. But I need to check in with the most important man. No, Will Darkens today. It's Will Ordner, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Will. That's right. I'm finding the drops. I'm figuring out how it works. Yeah, buddy. What's happening, man? Not much, dude. Just enjoying uh, enjoying my nice little Saturday. I was excited that it was raining. You know, yeah. It was. Is it raining all day? I'm okay if it is, dude. Well, I just don't know the plan. I don't. I don't really follow the weather. I kind of do the uh, let's look outside and see what's going on tactic most of the time. Oh, dude, I, join the club. Yeah. So I'm kind of like if it's supposed to rain all day, I'm going to the coast after this. Ooh, where on the coast? Uh, we're gonna stay in Rockaway. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I know Rockaway. I've yeah. been to Rock. Rockaway's a great time. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, it's a good little spot, right? Not too far from Tillamook. We can get some cheese and ice cream, and uh, we'll go up to Nailen Bay, grab some crabs. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, throw a line into the ocean, uh, see if we can catch some sand perch or something. I don't know what we're gonna do, but we're gonna have a good time. Oh, you uh, can't you can't go wrong at the beach. Are you? Uh... Ooh, the beach? No, no, no. It's the coast. It's the beach. No, nope. it's just fine, fine, fine. Because you're not going swimming. Yeah, like right. You go to Southern California. You go to Hawaii, you go to the Caribbean, there's beaches there. 
or even we've got the coast. And you know what? And I don't say I don't say that disparagingly. The coast has a lot to offer. You're not getting at the beach. That's true. And so I I fish. say it. There, yeah, there's some reverence to going to the coast. Mm. Uh, it's it's a magical place. But yes, it is not. Uh, let's lay out in the sun and get our bikinis on, and we'll we'll eat some hot dogs and hang out. And no, let's not do any of that. Let's just go down there, bundle up. It's going to be a little cold. It's going to be chilly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, cast a line in the water, get some, harvest some seafood, do the whole thing. I'm not going yeah. snorkeling. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not do, going to the beach. I wouldn't do that either. Yeah. Are uh, are the kiddos all excited for, like, saltwater taffy? Is Are they at that age where that's what they're they're all jacked up about? Do you guys even do that? You know what? I don't know if they are. They're already there. So the whole family is already there. But I had to stay here. Uh, didn't have to. Chose to stay here and, and you know, do this show because I, I heard you were going to be, I'm not missing that. <laughs> it happens so rarely. But, um, but yeah, I appreciate you staying. So we have, every coast trip that we have made, we haven't really stayed in town to do the whole saltwater taffy thing. And so we haven't, we haven't done Seaside. My kids are six years old. And we haven't done Seaside where you go and you're just like, ice cream go taffy, ski ball, yeah! <laughs> we haven't done that coast trip. We usually just hang out. We'll do like uh, Tolavana and mm-hmm. stay down there. And then we'll just kind of hang out in the room, run down to the beach a few times. But we'll bring pizza and snacks and do all that. And then we'll like, we go into town into Cannon Beach, but we don't hit all the candy shops and stuff. So they will get excited about it because candy candy, awesome. Tillamook ice cream. Yeah, yeah. This yogurt, well, yeah. This is the first time we're going cheese. to t- to the cheese factory with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they went yesterday. I kind of hope they didn't. But I told them, I go, if you're gonna if you're gonna exclude me from one activity, I go, you're allowed to go to the cheese factory without me. But I'm going crabbing. That's that's crabbing's a good time. It I, is. Although I'm mad. Last time I went crabbing, I was I was in a boot. I tore up my foot, <laughs> sure. and uh, I got seasick. First time I'd ever gotten seasick, and I got it so bad. What does that have to do with your boot? Well, I just, I don't know, <laughs> something important to add. I, I, I had wait. a trash bag on my foot, and I couldn't take it off to puke in. Okay. I was waiting for, like, how the foot factored in, like, and then I was pulling up the thing we were using, I lost my balance, and I fell over the boat. I'm, like, waiting to figure out what was going we on. used my boat. toe to catch the crab. Oh, no one saw it coming. <laughs> no, that's that's not what happened. But, yeah, no, I, I puked. The whole time. It oh, was the worst. Fun. No. Yeah. Because crabbing is fun. And I I yeah. like crab. You ever uh, drank the, the what is it, the crab juice? I don't know that I've drank the crab juice. Uh, what does that even mean? Well, you know, like when you're a hunter, you get your first kill, you got to <laughs> eat the heart. When you get a crab, you get your first catch. You got to, when you cook it, you know? Yeah. And it boils and you pop the shell off. Yeah. You got to drink the no, juice. No, I don't there. think you do. Uh, well, I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we wonder why you were seasick. Well, no, that wasn't that time. <laughs> that was a different time. <laughs> um, no, but but we were looking up. So they've got like, uh, what is it, Kelly's Marina or whatever it is right there in Halem Bay. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking at that, and they said, don't forget uh, or, or make sure you let them serve you the, the crab heart. So they cook them at the marina. They cook them for you. But I've never sought out. What does and a crab heart taste like? I do this. I do not know. So we're gonna we're gonna go up there. I don't think we're gonna run a boat because I think there's eight of us and they only put six on a boat. But maybe we'll get it and trade out some kids. I don't know what we're gonna do. But you can get them right on the dock. Yeah. But they'll cook them for you right there. And they said, uh, you know, and they'll they'll give save the heart for you. And I'm like, all right. 
Well, that's kind of cool. I would try a crab heart. Like, Yeah, see, the heart, I'm good. I'm not drinking the juice. No, juice is fine. You're fine. Yeah, well, I don't think that it's going to kill you. It's all cooked and stuff. That's what I'm saying. Was it, was it delicious? No, and I don't. Yeah. And I hate soup. But it's like <laughs> you what do you have to do. Soup. I despise soup, stews, all of it. Not, not chili, not, though. Chili's not soup or a stew. <laughs> Amen to that. Buck's wrong. <laughs> yes, I don't have. care what he's, <laughs> what propaganda he's trying to push here. I won't let it happen on this show. Amen to that. He's not here to defend himself either, so perfect. Uh, he's probably anyway. not listening. He'll probably never know. <laughs> Fair enough. Bro, he's getting he's getting text messages right now. Um, so yeah, so the juice was you don't need to do it again. It was one thing you did. No, you, you do it on. like one time. It's it's what I assume Rocky Mountain oysters are like. It's oh. what uh, Rocky Mountain oysters are delicious. I'm gonna I want to try them. Rocky one day. Mountain oysters. They, you know what they they taste like? Uh, they taste Chicken? like the breading. Like it's just oh. it's they're just deep fried. You know, flesh. Oh, then it's, I'll... Yeah, they're delicious. I don't know why anyone freaks out about that. Like, this is so dumb, but, like, I will try anything once. Amen. I, I've, I've had frog legs. Yep. I've had snail. Sure. I, I think I've had crocodile. Yeah, I've had crocodile. Uh, I've had alligator. I haven't had crocodile. I've had alligator. Maybe I had alligator. Yeah. I There was a taco kangaroo. place. I haven't had kangaroo. Yeah, I would try kangaroo. I would try... Crickets? I used... I would try crickets. Haven't tried that. They I, do... We'd have to figure out when, but up at uh, T-Mobile Park, or yeah. at least they used to when it was uh, they do cricket Safeco. Nights. They do, yeah, go in and get your uh, garlic crickets, Dude, sriracha crickets. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I will try. I think you got to try everything once. How are you supposed to know what you like and don't like? I don't like soups and stews. I've tried most soups sure. and stews. Therefore, I know I don't like them. Therefore, I can say I don't like them. I hate it when people come in and they're like, oh, I hate. X food, or okay. I hate this drink, and it's like, why do you hate it? And they're like, well, I've never tried it, but it just sounds gross. But see, here's the other thing, though, with the I'd try it once, is depending on the circumstance, I'll try anything. This is this is this is my take on it. Because if you try pizza one time, and somebody hands you a slice of Domino's pizza, and you got yeah, wasn't that good? Well, yeah, of course it wasn't. It was Domino's pizza. But then somebody comes in with, you know, Ken's Artisan pizza or Round Table pizza or Escape from New York pizza. One of, like, very, those are all very, very different Chicago-style pizza, Detroit-style pizza, whatever. There's so many different ways you can do any one thing. But, yeah, man, somebody cooks you a bad piece of fish, and you're like, I don't eat fish. You're an idiot. Yeah. No, it's just it's just It's just too fishy. And I'm like, you ever tried swordfish? It's not fishy at all. You ever try... It tastes like, like sword, two, actually. It does. It's way more like sword. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so, I'm I'm like based on the circumstance. If some something, uh, if somebody's going through the effort to make something or go out to a nice restaurant, somebody goes, "You got to try this." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. I will not say no. Like if if yeah. you, Luke Anderson, are like, "Will come to my house," I'm preparing my famous clam chowder. Oh it's the yeah, best brother. in the world. Yeah. I will come. And I will try the clam chowder. And you know what? Even if it's something that I don't like, I'll have a second bowl, and I'll tell you it's the best clam chowder I've ever had. <laughs> and then I'll go on air, and I'll say, I hate all soups and stews, but I love Luke's clam chowder. Whether I like it or not, because I feel like it, at that point it's rude if you say, like, oh, I hate something. Have you ever been to Boston? I have, actually, yeah. And, and you tried the chowder there? No, I was at a football okay. camp. I was all business. Yeah, that makes sense. There was a, like... In New York, though, when I went, that was more touristy. Sure. 
tried all the pizza spots. Yeah, you did. Because you have to, That's, right? Yes. I need to do Boston again. Yeah. I want I want to go back. The problem is I want to go in the summer. I want to go Ooh, yeah. catch a game at Fenway. Yes. I, I want to do the Fenway Bo- is I want to do the Boston awesome. thing. Yeah. Right. I want to go. I like all the old Revolutionary War stuff. I got Dude, really into free- Hamilton. I want to see all of that. Yeah. The Freedom Trail is super cool. The mm-hmm. one thing that uh, we did last time we were there that I didn't get to, I've, I've been to Boston twice. Been to Fenway twice. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. Um, the, the thing that we did the second time, me and my brother did tried candle pin bowling. Ooh, what's that? So candle pin bowling, picture like the size of a bocce ball. Yeah. And then instead of having like the, uh, the fat bottom pins, they're just straight. So they're candle, they look more like candles. Mm -hmm. You get three balls for a spare. Strikes are still count the same. But you can just you don't just palm the ball. There's no holes in it. You just whip it down. Chuck it. Yeah, as hard as you can down the thing. And instead of clearing out the pins in between throws, they just leave them dead wood. All over the place. So you think you look at it, you're like, oh, if I just hit that one that's laying sideways in the front, I'll take everything else out. It's so much more difficult than regular bowling. Really? Oh, it's but it's a blast. Like so, no one has ever bowled a 300 game of candle pin bowling. No way. Yeah. It's impossible. It's, well, it's anything is possible if you believe in yourself. Okay, but KG. <laughs> nobody has ever done it so far. That's pretty So cool. you might be the, if you're the first, I mean, watch there's, out. There's no but, chance. But we went in and our uh, our thought was, yeah, we'll, we'll get a couple games. We'll check it out. We'll see what, uh, we'll see what's going on with this candle pin bowling. It'll be fun. And uh, nine beers and like 15 games later. We stumbled out just drunk in the middle of the day in Boston. Just go, oh, that was a good time. Let's go get some cheddar. I'm glad that we did that. That was the right decision. Yes, 100%. But that's, that's so definitely go find Candle Pinball. Go bowling. try that one. Yeah. I need to try that one again. My parents went back, and they were over there last year, and so they were bragging about it. I just... Like, if I'm going to be somewhere, I also have to center it around sports. So, yep. like, when I was in New York, I went to a Rangers game and I went to a, a Knicks game the second time. I went and did a Broadway play. Yeah. You know, I when I travel, I want to see, like, a sporting event. If, like, mm-hmm. I'm ever going to go down south, which I really doubt, but I might, <laughs> I'm going to go around. You're going to go to a time. Florida Panthers game. No. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to go watch the peas, as uh, Brooks Kepka would say. There you go. I, I'm going to go, like, for football. If I'm going Midwest, I want to yep. go to, like, an NFL thing. If I'm going to Chicago, i got to try the deep dish. i got to go see oh, a Bears well, game. Well, you know what you're forgetting in Chicago. The deep dish, fine. Don't they do hot dogs, yes, too? Yes, the Chicago dogs. dog. Oh, my God. The first time we went there, we stayed in the hotel, and mm. right at the bottom there was a place called Max's Chicago Dogs. Max's Chicago. They shut down during the pandemic. Very, very sad. I know. I'm but there's back. one out by Wrigleyville. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It escapes me right now. Mm-hmm. But dude, the guy worked Steve's. there for <laughs> something like that. The guy worked there for like 20 years, and he's telling us the whole history as he like artistically makes this giant Chicago wiener for us. And, just, <laughs> and they do like the neon green relish, full slices of tomato, mustard, poppy seed. Oh my! They're just. Super, super oh, I delicious. Could go for, I could go for Chicago Dog right now. Yes. Uh, I haven't been to Cincinnati. I want to go and try Cincinnati Chili. Ooh, the Skyline Chili. Yeah. My mom makes like a bastardized version of sure. it, and it's so freaking good. I don't think we're going to make it anymore, which is a bummer. We're on a whole health kick now, so i got to move out. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Just take yeah. the recipe with you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I, that can I, be your potluck I, dish. I can't cook, dude. I can't. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I burn pancakes. I can't. Whoa, I can't help what? It. Yeah. You know what you do? You turn down the heat a little. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I'm the only one who finds anything that I make edible. 
Yeah, okay. it, it is what. That's why, like, whenever I, it's like, hey, we're doing a party, we're doing this. I'll bring. I'll be the beverage guy. At least I'll be the beverage. At guy. least you find it uh, digestible or ingestible, or I die. Yeah, yeah. I well, literally I mean, die. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I don't know. I th- Once you move out on your own, I think you'll figure it out. Because you, you can. I mean, I hope. Yeah. Well, you'd like to, you know, couple with young ladies at some point. I would imagine, right? Yes, or I young would. men, whatever you're into. I'm, I don't judge. Mm-hmm. But if you're inviting people over and you have your own abode and you need to do something, like you'll figure out how not to burn those pancakes because you don't want her to leave. I hope so. Or, that, or you'll know how to burn them if you do want her to leave. Well, that or you know what I do? I, I just marry someone who's old school and then she cooks for me. But. Eh? I do, the, I do the Isaac Rott plan. Not the worst idea. Is that, is that his move? Um, all right. Today's, uh, we got some things to discuss. But I want to start maybe where you're not expecting. Is it possible that the Pac-12 was the worst conference ever? Maybe. We'll, well. Take, we'll take a look. We'll, we'll take a look at, uh, we'll take a look at the pac 12, and uh, is its dismantling really as sad as you think it is? Because I, I might have to disagree. We start there. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. No Will Darkens today. Uh, we we had to sub out our Wills, so we have Mr. Will Ortner with us. Uh, obviously, the big news in sports is that the Pac-12 is down to four teams. 
We knew that UCLA and USC were going. Uh, we learned that uh, months and months ago. Um, this was kind of in reaction to Oklahoma and Texas uh, leaving for the SEC from the Big 12. And then it started what has now become a cascade of conference realignment. Uh, the Big 12 is adding teams. They'll have 14 this year. This is the Big 12. They go from 10 to 14. And then next year, they'll have six, or the year after, they'll have 16 teams. When we found out late last night that they're adding uh, Arizona, Arizona State, uh, Utah, and then Colorado uh, announced last week that they're going. The Big Ten is now up to 18 teams. Uh, yesterday, we found out the two newest uh, schools going to that conference are Oregon and Washington. So your final remaining pack. Twelve. These numbers do not align up with the number of teams. It's uh, they are really poor academic institutions. Very, very stupid. I hate that they always claim that too. Like I know, like there's more important matters to discuss here. Sure, but there's nothing worse than the Big Ten academic excellence. And then it's like, yeah, but there's fourteen of you. Yeah, well, not anymore. Now there's now there's sixteen, eighteen. Eighteen. (laughs) We're up to eighteen. See, you should be counting. It's just again. Well, but then they'd have to get rid of that cool, uh, you know, the the ten. It looks like a G, and, yeah. and it's a bit. That's not even that good of a logo. See, well, also it like, looks more like a six. Everyone is in graphic design now. I'm sure yeah. you could find someone. Just go on Twitter, tweet it out. No, will make something. Cool. Have one of your university students in the graphic arts department come up with something. That's right, and then don't pay them and say yeah. it's for uh, the <laughs> student student experience. That's right, student nah. student professional. Now we're talking about something. But uh, I was kind of thinking about this, and uh, what has the Pac-12 ever done for you? Everybody seems very upset about this. I know we're on the West Coast, and we'll get into where I think the the two schools that are going to be uh, hooped in this whole thing in Washington State and Oregon State. I very much hope that something happens, but I don't anticipate anything good coming their way, unfortunately. Uh, but as a conference, what has the Pac-12 ever done for you, Will? They've made they made my Saturdays enjoyable. Um, I got to go to at least a couple free WSU games when I was getting recruited, so that was kind of dope. Okay, but, but those are the schools. That's, that's about it. I didn't even go to a Pac-12 school. That's I know, but these are the schools. The conference put together one of the worst television deals ever, where you couldn't actually see what they did. Well, I had Comcast. I could see it. <laughs> well, but but it was not universally right. universally available. Most people couldn't get it. They did not create a lot of great content around football. They never won a championship. Uh, they have been the Pac-12 since 2011. It was the first year that they were the Pac-12. The Pac-10 won championships with USC. Oregon played for one championship because remember their last effort or their their first effort against Auburn was in 2010. So that was a Pac. 10 school at the time. So they played for one championship. They made it to two of what? Eight college football playoffs? Yeah, you or yeah, you dub and then Oregon in the inaugural. Yeah, Oregon was in the first one and then you dub made it and then and they nothing. Nothing. They have not won a basketball championship. They now not even played in a basketball championship game. Your closest is final four with Oregon uh-huh. and UCLA. Yeah. And but they there have been years where they didn't make it out of the first round. So as a as a conference of champions, I know that they've got plenty of swimming 
and uh, shot putting titles or whatever we can go and find, Water polo. and golf and baseball and all of those things. Underwater but the, basket weaving. The revenue generating sports in basketball and football, they haven't done anything. It has been an absolute disaster. Somebody started to say the other day, you know what George Klievkov needs to do now? He needs to quit. He needs to just stop. He I needs to go, you know what? There is no conference. I'm done. I'm out of here. He I inherited a resume. What's that? He's got to redo his resume. Yes, that's, exa- yeah, that's exactly what he needs to do. But, like, he inherited such a a dysfunctional conference. The whole point of the conference is to do what? Make money for your schools? Larry Scott failed at that. And the Pac-12 just kept going. People were surprised when Colorado left. Oh, Colorado. Colorado's not even very good. Yeah, guess what? The Pac-12 didn't help them get any better. They made a mistake. They had no loyalty to the conference. They were That was an easy decision to bounce. And all of these people that keep telling me that, oh, it's just such a sad day because a conference that has been around since... 1915 is disbanding. Really? Really. The the Pac-12 is around since 2011. The Pac-8 started in, what, 1959? It has not been around. The Pacific Coast Conference had the Rose Bowl bid. The Pacific Coast Conference also included Montana and Idaho at one point. It did not have these member schools in it. And then you know what broke up the Pacific Coast Conference? A pay-for-play scandal. And they kicked out four of her, or five of their institutions. And they disbanded. They became the, the uh, what was the acronym? A-A-W-U. For, oh, that's uh, easy. Really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, for a handful of years. Then they became the Pac-8. But the only reason they were the A-A-W-U was because the Big Five or whatever was already taken. They tried to call themselves the Big Five, then the Big Six. <laughs> then they became the Pac-8. And then in the 70s, they added the Arizona schools, but they have never been like the idea that it's been like these 12 schools for all this or these 10 schools. It's been a mix mash of schools over the years. Oregon and Oregon State were independent in the early 60s, so they weren't part of this conference. There's been, you know, constant movement with the whole thing. So I'm sorry. I enjoyed Pac-12 football because I'm familiar with the schools. I didn't enjoy it because any of the Pac-12 did. It was great that Oregon made a push and and, and the Nike money and everything mm-hmm. they've done, revolutionizing the way that college football looks, the revolutionizing the offense with Chip Kelly and the way it was played, the way that, that they have become a national brand. Good for you, Oregon. Washington, your history is fantastic. You should have never had to split that championship with Miami. You should have been the outright national championship in 1991. Congratulations, Washington. You have been a great university. I appreciate everything you've done. The matchups between Washington uh, and Washington State over the years, those will continue. They've been great. The Civil War, we've seen, especially in recent years, we've seen big upsets. Oregon State's getting a lot better. It's all fantastic. But you're telling me that I should have a bunch of loyalty to the Arizona schools or be sad about that? Like, we did a disservice to Colorado because Colorado got worse when they got here. Utah got better, but they started making a lot more money. Yeah. And Colorado came over and went, like, I don't, I don't get it. They were the recruit at a higher level. Yeah. But then you look, at the, you look at the California schools. Like, do you blame USC for leaving? No. Well, I think the teams that left saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. The, the Pac-12, it's funny because you go back and everyone's doing a post-mortem now, right? Yep. Like, you're re- releasing all this 
uh, stuff from 2011, 2012, where Larry Scott's out there going, well, we've decided we don't need to do this, yep. and we're going to get this Pac-12 network, and here's the high end we might make, here's the mid-range, here's the low end. And you go back through, and it was mismanaged from the start. And if you're a WSU Oregon State fan, I get why you're mad, and I get why you're mad at the Pac-12, and you're mad at George, and you're mad at Larry, because they screwed you yeah. on this <laughs> Yeah, one. they did. But if you're a team and you're mad at – if you're or an Oregon State fan and you're mad at Oregon or you're mad at Arizona or Arizona yeah. State, I think it's misguided because what what are they supposed to do? Just because there's no room on uh, the piece of wood floating in the ocean? <laughs> yep. They're supposed to jump in the water and die with you? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. You have to do what's best for your team and yep. best for your university. And I'm sure that Oregon would prefer to stay in the Pac-12 and play – you know, against Oregon State and play against Washington State. But it's gotten to a point now where you have to leave because the money is just so much greater elsewhere. And if you don't, you are going to become a has-been. Yep. You said it yourself. Montana and Idaho used to be in the Pacific Coast Conference. Yep. I'm not saying Idaho and Montana are has-beens, but they're at the FCS level now. When Idaho was an FBS team, they weren't good enough to even play they were the worst team they yep. were horrible yep so now they're at the fcs level where you know their tv rights deal I, I couldn't tell you what it is but i'm bet it's not more than two million dollars a year annually nope for each team so what are you supposed to do as oregon do the honorable thing yeah. and go and die <laughs> well, or yeah. move forward and stay stay relevant well, be, be the next thing well that but that's the whole thing too is and, and the idea that the the conference had balance to begin with I, I'm, I'm looking at this and and this is why i feel bad for for washington state and oregon state if you're looking at them to add to a conference they have the two smallest stadiums of the Pac-12 schools since yep. we, it's still a Pac-12 season they have uh, among the two smallest endowments of mm -hmm. any of the Pac-12 schools and sorry but the institutions don't have the prestige of the other two that are sitting there on the outside looking in in Cal Berkeley who has a near seven billion dollar endowment and Stanford one of the great academic institutions one of the great sports institutions too outside of football and basketball they're amazing they're they're the best athletic institution they're ranked the third best institution in the nation like that that's where they sit among all schools if i go to i found a list uh, somewhere let me just scrolling 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 uh regardless i don't have it i'll, I'll find the numbers for you here momentarily but it's probably um, like them harvard yale well no this isn't all by the institutions but this is uh the ranking of the pac 12 schools by um oh by championships no, by their national university ranking. So this is all the things. So Stanford is number three in the country. Uh, UCLA and Cal Berkeley tied for 20. USC, 25. Washington's number 55. Colorado, 97. Arizona and Utah, Oregon all tied at 105. Um, Arizona State is uh, 121. And they all have a little green check mark next to them that they're AAU members, whatever that means. Um, but there's two that aren't AAU members and they sit at 151 and 212 for university ranking. I don't have all the, the, I could probably figure out what, what all that means, but this is the definitive ranking apparently on universities. 151 is Oregon state. 212 is Washington state. They are by far the bottom of 
what we're looking at. So smallest stadiums, lowest rank academic institutions, hardest to get to, uh, and then the smallest endowments. The 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 endowment for Stanford is no, nearly four or uh, forty billion dollars. Yeah, less than a billion for Oregon State. I mean, I'd love for somebody to be like, yeah, we loved Oregon State. They're the little engine that could. They That Fiesta Bowl. Jonathan Smith has a team rolling right now. We'd love to have them in, but what value do they add to another conference? I mean, I hope they can get in to, to the, the upper echelon of college football, but college football has always been a mess. Conference realignment has been a constant even on the West Coast, where we think that it's all static. But the idea that we've lost one of the great conferences that ever existed, give me a break. The Pac-12 was great because we're on the Pacific Coast. That's the reason that it was fun for us. But, dude, let's be honest. Big Ten's a better conference. They went out and got their schools a lot more money. That's what the conference does for you, right? The the Big 12, eh, are they great? No, but they went out and got a lot more money than the Pac-12 did. Like, they knew their lot in life, and they said, yeah, we'll take what we can get. SEC, does it just mean more down there? It means they make a lot more money. I, I also think... When it comes to this, there's a reason that they make more money. It's because, say what you will about the West Coast, I love it. Yeah. There's too much to do. Eh, you if, know what, though? But don't don't give me the idea that you look at a conference that has teams in Los Angeles, second largest market, yep. Seattle. You have the Portland market with both Corvallis and Eugene. I know that those aren't big cities. but, but then get, you, And then you have the Bay Area. And you're telling me that you couldn't have figured out something better. If Larry Scott wasn't an absolute moron or a brilliant guy that just made one of the worst mistakes ever by creating a Pac-12 network that was basically worthless, I mean, he lost all of those schools so much money. I think but, Colorado lost seventy million if they would have just yeah. stayed the twelve years. Yeah, and then, well, then, yeah, the and then you have the the Denver market, you have Salt Lake market, you have Phoenix, you have. I mean, you have you had plenty of eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And if the thing is, yes, we have so much to do that that explains attendance at these games, but it doesn't explain the TV markets are huge. Well, uh, but again, I I think like I'm not here to like pump the tires of the west coast right but yeah. there is there's more to do when you're in starksville mississippi the only thing to do other than watch you know mississippi state football is to go drink bleach like there isn't a whole lot to do out there you know what i mean yeah what are you gonna do go fish all day it gets stale eventually eh, so fishing's pretty fun no not <laughs> not that fun to do every <laughs> every single day this isn't the deadliest catch but what, I, what i'm saying is is you have a lot of other areas of the country, Big 12, SEC, you know, Big 10, where you might not even have as many big markets as we have here on the West Coast, but they they live and breathe football. That's yeah. what they do. That's what they care about. They are busy looking at Phil Steele right now, trying to decide who's going to be the best third-string outside <laughs> linebacker for the team. Whether their team is good or not, that's what they care about. When you're over here on the West Coast, if USC sucks – L.A. doesn't care. If yep. UCLA sucks, L.A. doesn't care. They really don't care. So but, what's like? what is the big deal for an ESPN, for a Fox, for a CBS to come in and go, hey, we want to offer you $40 million a year annually for this conference when if USC isn't on top of their game, if UW isn't on top of their game, Fans are going to tune into something else. Well, I, I, I will disagree with that. Now, there was a lot of conversation around Oklahoma and Texas moving west before they moved east. 
yeah. and looking at the the it, it's to me it's the leadership and it's the pompous attitude that our products were better than what everybody had and they could stand alone. That's what that's what did it was just the greed and the um, the narcissism of of Larry Scott. I think I really do think that the Pac-12 because look at the concentration of schools as well though. I mean, if you look at how close everything together, uh, close together everything is in the southeast. I mean, there are universities on top of universities on top of universities over there. There's a pretty good spread of where the football schools are out here, but there's there's room enough for for college football and I think everybody's daily life that they could have made it work. But since they became the Pac-12, they had this attitude where we're the conference of champions and we don't need to put in the same amount of effort everybody's put in. That's the sense that I got. But this leaves us at a very weird position because whether Oregon State and Washington State make it into one of these major conferences, I'm trying to figure out what these schedules are actually going to look like next year. There are some uh, predictions, but you have 18 teams. Uh, guess what, Big Ten? You're not going to be able to play all of those teams in one season. So what will it actually look like to be a member of one of these super conferences? Uh, we will uh, we will guess. We'll make our best guesses after this Sports Center update. <laughs> My bad. This music's a little hot. Uh, this one's coming from Nick Daschle, Oregon Live. I'm furious. That is a direct quote from Oregon State's athletic director, Scott Barnes, hours after the Beavers' athletics was shaken to its core. Oregon and Washington moving on. Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Stanford left holding the bag. Where do you think Oregon State goes from here? Do they end uh, up in the Mountain West? Do you salvage a PCC? I don't. I don't know. I my guess would be if you don't get into one of those major conferences, I think I think trying to create an independent schedule is probably your best move instead of like tying your lot to the Mountain West or becoming a second tier school. I think if you go into one of these non-power conferences, you immediately admit that you're 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 done and you're not going to get into one. I think if you can't get into something, you have the entire football season to prove your value. So go out there, do everything you can, and if you have to in 2024, play an independent schedule. Go out and play, you know, pick up a, a, all the non-conferences, do what BYU did, and they're now part of the Big 12. So I think that's probably the best way to go for both schools. I wonder if the football will be enough, because at the end of the day, you also have to think about all the other sports, too, um, which might be a little bit of a tease for the second news update that I will do in about an hour. More sports scores and stories in 30 minutes. I'm Will Ortner from the 10A The Fan Sports Desk, Portland Sports Leader. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Will Ortner with me today. We're talking conference realignment. Um, one of the things that's always frustrated me about college football is um, the scheduling is dumb. It always yeah. has been dumb. Scheduling it's, seven years in advance? Yeah, yes! Oh, my God. Can we clear the slate on that, please? Like, oh, did you know there's a 24? Uh, 2044 matchup between Georgia and Oregon. It's going to be awesome. Like, they, like, Georgia might move to the moon by then. Like, what the hell are we actually talking about? Who cares? Plus, if realignment happens again and again and again, guess and again. what they don't care about? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. They're not going to play. Like, if Oregon had said no, guess what? Ohio State would have never came to Eugene. Yeah. You know, if Oregon, if Oregon goes, eh, we're going to stay in the Pac 12, we're going to make something work here. Ohio State's like, that's fine. We'll never show up to to yeah. Hudson. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. But now they're part of the Big Ten. So the Big Ten has put out their, um, their at least their matchups for 2024. Of course, this will have to be completely redone because they've just added two more schools now for that season. But what's interesting is they've created this idea of a protected um, opponents. And then they've kind of set up who you're going to play in the next couple of years. But what's interesting is just taking a glance at this, like this is supposed to be one of those historic conferences, right? Where you're going to have matchups that happen every year because it sounds like they're going divisionless in the SEC in 2024. They're going divisionless mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. They're, yep. going, they're remaining divisionless in uh, the Big 12. So what does that mean? Like who is actually going to play each other? So here are, at least in the Big Ten right now, and this won't include Oregon, but I just want to kind of throw this out there because I found one thing very interesting in here. These are the protected games. Illinois will play Northwestern and Purdue every year. Does that get your motor going at all? Uh, the big yeah, ten- the other way. Yeah, but, the, <laughs> but this is the big ten. Like these, these, those games have to happen every year. Those are the rivalries, I guess. Okay. I guess yeah. if you're a Purdue fan, you care. Well, Purdue's got another one, man. They play Indiana every year. Ooh. Like, tell me that. Like, so again, throughout the scoreboards. So that you, I, this is the reason I'm bringing this up. You were just saying you're like, well, on the West Coast, we had better things to do. You tell me, Chicago, they don't have better things to do than Illinois, Purdue. Give me a break. I, here's the thing. I think they don't because they choose to watch those games. Oh, okay. You're, but I think that's a, a West per, Coast this is sensibility. A per, fine. This, this is a protected game in the Big Ten. Tell mm-hmm. me that this gets your juices flowing. Maryland Rutgers. 
That's a protected game. That's just because they joined at the same time. That has nothing to do with anything else. Nebraska has one protected game. What would be the game? Nebraska. This is one of the great college football they only teams. Get one? They only within the Big Ten. Because remember, they were. Uh, is Colorado? No, because they're Big Twelve. They'll be Big Twelve. Uh, who would be a rivalry for Nebraska? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Nostalgia from the nineties. Um. Illinois, maybe? It's Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> Let's go. Bet the under. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Iowa has under. three protected games. They're the only team that has three protected games. They have protected their game. Every year they'll play Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Let's go. Weird. Are you catching? Well, they do the Cyhawk, too. You... <laughs> yeah, but are you catching? Well, that, but that's out of conference. That's right. You're right. But are you like you? You see, see where I'm going with this? Like this yeah. Big Ten being this awesome conference. Wisconsin always plays Iowa and Minnesota. There you go. They've protected USC, UCLA going into the season. I'm sure they'll do that with Oregon, Washington. They should. Yeah. Um, but like outside of these two games, Michigan has two protected games. Ohio State and Michigan State. Those sound good. Yeah. Right. Do you know what Penn State's protected game is in the Big Ten? Um, uh, would it be Michigan for the whiteout? None. They don't have any. Penn State does not have a. Iowa has three. Their, their only rivalry is with Sanity. Yes, and apparently not being a cult. <laughs> it very much is a cult, dude. But you, you've got so like your your biggest your biggest teams. I think you would say are Ohio State number one, Michigan number two, Penn State three. Yeah, yeah, right? probably. Penn Prob- State doesn't even have a single rivalry game within their conference. Well, in a, in a shocking development, the Big Ten is super top heavy. But, and, but and they all are. Been. But they, but they, so is so oh, is the SEC. The bottom of the SEC, dude. No, Kentucky, you're right. Kentucky, Missouri, K- Vanderbilt. Missouri, yeah, I mean Kentucky's making a step up. But well, yeah, yeah, but everybody, no, right. everybody you makes right. everybody makes ticks up. You're the, right. The, the, the Arizona, uh, Arizona. Arkansas won 13 Southwest Conference championships. They've played for two in the SEC. You're right. They haven't won a single one. I mean, so You're the right. idea that uh, that the wet the the Pacific Coast couldn't have sustained football with brands like Washington, Oregon, USC, Stanford, Utah was on the rise. You're always going to have teams that Oregon. bubble up, mm-hmm. but the the top of the the Pac-12 was as good as any. So the fact that it fell apart and got consumed by this conference that is protected, Iowa against Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin, and they've protected the game against Maryland Rutgers to make sure that the integrity of the Big Ten exists. Wait these... till they protect the Rutgers versus Oregon game. But you're go you're going to <laughs> that would be fan. Fantastic. But you're going to have to schedule your nine-game schedule out of 18 teams. How often is Oregon going to play Ohio State? Yeah, they're, uh, it's probably going to – I wonder if they go back to the old like leaders and legends again, Yeah, which would be hilarious. Um, but, no, you, uh, if they go the way of the SEC every three years maybe? Yeah. Every two? Every two, every two or three years, two? you're going to get one. But one of those matchups, you're not playing. You're not going. It's not going to be Oregon. You're going to play Penn State and Michigan and Ohio State. You get one of those games, but then you're going to get Purdue and Maryland and Rutgers and Illinois and Northwestern. And most of these teams are terrible. Yeah. Well, and it's you know what it is. It's slowly turning into, and we've been talking about this forever. But it's going to turn into two big conferences, and it's going to look like NFL light. Well. And that's really what's going to happen. Which is, to, to be quite honest, would be just fine. Just get, Let's put some sanity behind the scheduling. I mentioned that the Pac-12 had bad leadership and it's a disaster. Where's the NCAA in all this? 
No, we heard dude, they lost their teeth years. Yes, I know, ago. but like they're years. like there's no there's no actual governing body for college football. This is what's happening. You have NIL. Everybody's making as much money as they want. The kids are going on to TikTok or Instagram or whatever the kids use these days and go. TikTok. I just spent all my money and I'm going to this school. YouTube. Why are you going to that school? Because I gave me a bunch of money. Cool. Good for you. Vlogging, man. Vlogging yeah. is big. It's well, big in the streets. Well, it, and if, you, if you're good on the uh, camera, then they'll get you out. It's like, let's give this kid $10 million to play quarterback for us. It's, it's all out in the open, but, mm-hmm. you know, for the small schools that don't have all these boosters sitting out there ready to pay a bunch of money so that half your offense can be, you know, the uh, spokesman for your car lot, then you're, you're not going to be able to compete. It's going to be the haves and the have-nots, which we already knew it was going that way. But the fact is there's no governing body to any of this. So it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. It will continue to be a disaster. But don't lament the passing of the big the the Pac twelve. And don't think they got consumed by better conferences. Because there's a lot of bad football teams out there. No. Do, do we, should we go through the Big Twelve roster? Oh no. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, but here's the problem is you're never it's never gonna be perfect. It is what it is. You got beaten out because you had bad business practices. Yes, that's it's not, that's what it is. It's not the you know, what was on the field. I don't think so. With what was on the field, I think you could relatively compete with most schools in most sports yep the issue was you were paying a 13th team so that larry scott could have fun in san francisco and look like a big wig yep and he sat on his thumbs because everyone was praising him in 2011 and it led to the death of your conference it did and you and they did nothing to make sure that the pac-12 was representing the college football playoff they yep. they hamstrung themselves constantly and you became and an afterthought the pac-12 again just not the pac-10 but the Pac-12 might have been the worst conference ever. They d- they have nothing to show for it except for a trail of bad decisions and a disastrous end. Congratulations. And a crappy TV contract. <laughs> oh, man, what a disaster. That The whole conference from 2011 till now. If you didn't see this coming 100 miles away, did you really think that Oregon and Washington were not going to end up in the Big Ten? No. Exactly. It, it was did you really think Arizona and Utah, the two Arizona schools in Utah, weren't going to the Big 12? The way Arizona's been tweeting, they've been taking these pictures yeah, for like a course. year and a half. Yeah. We've seen this. It, you should have seen this coming a mile away. Uh, I just hope that there is some some landing spot for Oregon State and Washington State that does not have West Coast, uh, Mountain West, or WAC, or whatever they create. I hope that they can get into into the game. Unfortunately, I don't think they will. Uh, we need to get good versus evil. We do that next. This is The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Keep up on sports this week. What has happened today? What has happened? 
What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. I mean, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. <laughs> you know, we know that. The national football rolls on. It doesn't matter, you know, who, who comes and who goes. That is Colts owner Jim Ursay <laughs> with maybe the darkest way to tell someone that you're not going to pay them more money. Luke, do you think at any point Jim Ursay eventually bumps up Jonathan Taylor's contract? Do you think he can eventually get it to $14 million, or is he going to spend all of his money on uh, apparently trying not to die or moving that killer whale that he's trying to move across the country? Uh, Jim Hersey is insane, uh, which is great for sports. You have to have a couple insane owners that just constantly are doing and saying stupid things. Uh, Jim Hersey is the epitome of that. Um, letting a franchise back go, uh, you know, early in their prime has been a big, or not paying them and uh, not being afraid to let them go early in their uh, in their football career has been a big topic lately. I don't know what makes Jonathan Smith or Jonathan Taylor so much more special than every other back, other than he's playing behind a great offensive line. And we've seen Wisconsin backs come out, look great for a little while, and disappear. So if anything, I would say if you're if you're Jonathan, be happy with, with the line you have in front of you. Keep going out there and winning, and someone will pay you. If it's not the Colts, uh, you have to understand it's a business. And say thanks, and I'll move on. And then hopefully not die, apparently. Yeah, apparently. But the league, the league does move on. He's not wrong. If there's any um, lack of specificity in the press release, it's because we want to make sure we could deliver 100% of what we promised. So we're aligned in how we want to approach this, but there's no contract. There's no signed document, and there doesn't need to be. That's uh, George Klievkov, oh, I don't know, about a year or two ago when uh, the Big 12 and the ACC and the Pac-12 all got together and they were like, don't worry, we're not going to poach any of each other. We're going to work together against the Big 10 and SEC um, they didn't sign a contract much like, uh, what was that, Mike Bellotti over at Oregon, then yeah. all of a sudden when he left, it was like, oops. <laughs> well, uh, there's a big oops now because the Big Ten and the Big 12 poached a bunch of Pac-12 teams. Luke, does this tell me that I need to sign a contract whenever I make a deal? I always think it's one of the funniest things uh, in advertising when a advertiser comes out, usually like a phone company, they're like, you get this right forever with no contracts. I'm like, well, how do I know I get to keep the rate if we don't have a contract? Isn't that kind of the way that we agree upon something? We write it down, we both sign it, and then we move forward. You're promising me that I get something if we don't sign it. There's no legally binding uh, document to keep it together. If you just want to go out and trust people, you're going to end up looking like an idiot in the end, especially when it comes to a business that has billions and billions of dollars at stake. George Klyevkov has looked like an absolute fool in this. I know he inherited a mess, but I don't trust the thing that guy says, especially when he tells me he has an agreement. Because uh, remember, he was promising us, what, a week and a half ago that, oh, wait till you see this deal. 
Wait till you see this deal. Did anybody sign that contract? They demanded more money. Deal wasn't good enough. Yeah, wasn't nope. big enough. nobody signed that contract either. It's tough when your deal isn't big enough. Yeah. I guess he had to learn the hard way. Amen. Sorry, George. Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. Appreciate it. That is Oregon coach Dan Lanning earlier during Ducks Media Day. That was back on Monday, back when there was still going to be a Pac-12. Yeah, He was talking about Colorado leaving and going over to the Big 12. Luke, do you think that more coaches should try and do these WWE heel-style promos against each other? Because I love it. I love it from Lanning, and I think Oregon fans should be should be ecstatic that their coach is out here talking s to other teams yeah well i mean listen the the college football uh, again you said how much you enjoyed earlier watching you know all of these pac 12 schools play anything you can do to add to the entertainment value of your team and the brand dan lanning is no nonsense uh he's got a good sense of humor about it i mean he's such a breath of fresh air after uh the mario cristobal willie taggart uh, mark helfrich eras where between the three guys, I don't know that they had a genuine personality. Uh, so I think it's absolutely refreshing. Whatever conference they end up in, um, I think they're going to do just fine. They've got the backing. They've got the coaching. They've got the brand. So I think they're going to be just fine. Because let's be honest, uh, these 18-year-old kids that they're recruiting, these 17, 16-year-old kids that they're recruiting, they don't care what conference Oregon plays in. They probably don't know what conference Oregon plays in. Their parents might. But nobody really cares about this stuff. So that is going to go a lot further than whatever realignment happens in the next five years. All right. Time for my favorite story. Woo! Yeah, well, this one, it's not sports related, but I've been howling laughing at it, watching uh, tweets about it all week. You might have heard this. There's a zoo in eastern China right now. They're having to deny suggestions (laughs) that their sun bears are actually humans dressed in costumes. The picture looks like there's some damning evidence. (laughs) Have you ever seen that much skin just roll off a bear? Either the bear has too much skin and lost a lot of weight. It looks like a Nutrisystem ad right now. <laughs> the bears are standing on their feet. There are rolls on rolls on rolls, but they're like, oh, the bear lost weight, skinny rolls. It it looks like you got a person in a bear costume and you couldn't find the fat guy, so you grabbed his brother to do it, and he's too skinny. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, the uh, Chinese sun bears right now, and, uh, you know, the fact that it is waving at people. <laughs> Not all bears are behemoths and danger personified. Yeah, exactly. Our uh, Malayan bears are petite. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's funny that they actually had to go and put a statement out. They do kind of look like they've got some weird stuff going on. And they it look like costume. humans. Yeah, I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're human. And here's the thing. is How dumb would you have to be to try to get away with that? Like... Are is this... it really the dumbest thing that you've well, ever seen someone okay. try to get away with? Well, is it okay. really? We just talked about the conference realignment and how it's all about money and all about that. How many more tickets to the zoo are you selling because the sun bears are out waving to people? You're probably not doing that much, but think about it. If you've got people dressed up in costumes, you're paying them, like, what, minimum wage? Okay, but what's so the... So in eastern China, that's like two, three bucks? What's the biggest draw at the zoo? 
Probably the lion. Yeah, so you probably have people dressed in lion costumes before you had sun bears, right? No, because here's the thing with the with the lions, you got to be on all fours. With the sun bear, like you can maneuver yourself to where you're like sitting. Like, you don't Dude, have to you, like, run went, around. If, if you went out there and like one of the lions was just sitting on a rock, like legs crossed over, reading a book. Like, that'd be hilarious. But if you said, like, we have the most lions and somebody showed up, I just don't think the sun bears are a big enough draw. But you know what? I'll bet you people are going to check out these sun bears now. This is, I think this is a all press is good press type thing. I'll bet you that zoo, their attendance has gone up and people are showing up just to see these stupid sun bears now. But I never had any desire to see them before. But people are going and they're looking and they're like, Man, they might be human. It's good for the zoo. What's going on? It's hey, good for the zoo. I, I think uh, or the Oregon Zoo, Portland Zoo, they should do that. You can call me. Give me a call. I'll dress up as a polar bear. Ooh, I don't know if you're big enough. You ever see a polar bear? Yeah, they're, they're huge. N- enormous. You could, you, what's, a, big... what's a better animal? Uh, I well, I mean, you could always go as uh, you know, a sun bear. I mean, I, I, think, we, I think we figured that out. What if out. I'm a gorilla? I yeah. could be the new Harambe. Oh, there you go. I don't know if you have the posterior for uh, Harambe. I don't know, dude. I I, I have a really hairy back. I oh. think I could pull this off. <laughs> Just throw some silver no, in there. No costume whatsoever. Oh yeah, dude. I, well, I need um, something for my head. Mom, but everything. Mommy, else. why does the why does the monkey have male pattern baldness? <laughs> <laughs> why is the uh, orangutan drinking a margarita? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, you ever see the pictures uh, from uh, inside? the cage of the people looking into like so like a picture taken like over orangutan's shoulder or something no and they're looking through the glass at the people those ones always delight me and they're like who's really the spectacle here because man some of those people going through the zoo just like what are you doing yeah the people watching is might be as good because there's some eh, some bizarre people there are some bizarre people in this world. My best, the best people watching still exists on the Las Vegas Strip. Just go down there, and there's nowhere else you can like have a guy walk by in sweatpants and a fanny pack. Right behind him is a guy wearing a three thousand dollars suit. Behind him, a guy in only a jock strap walking down the street. That's my favorite place to people watch. But I'll tell you, man, anytime you go out in big crowds, if you're one of those monkeys, you're just sitting there and going, "Who are these idiots?" Just coming in and taking videos of me that they're never gonna watch. Just so they have it recorded that they were at the zoo. Just so they can post on Instagram so everyone knows that they're cool and they don't just sit at home all day. Is that what it is? Hey, dude, why do you think I post pictures of me banging <laughs> chains when I'm playing disc golf? That's right. Banging chains. I'm exercising. Yeah, look at you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. All right, that's our Good versus Evil. It's brought to you by our friends at 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Their food is delicious. You should eat it. Have you had any good Hawaiian food lately, Mr. Ordner? Uh, it's been a while. Oh, I need Burnside, to go to 808. You do. Burnside uh, and Woodstock, both on the east side. Uh, and then you can order it right like when, as soon as the show's over. You just order online, go pick it up, and you're eating Hawaiian food as soon as you get home. Maybe Mac, that's after the gym. Their Mac salad. Ooh, Mac salad. Yeah. Oh, get the, get the um, Korean chicken. Oh, see, I want that Terry chicken. And the Calbee ribs. I hear oh. it's so Ono, bro. Oh, Way on bro. But the uh, no, the Korean chicken. Korean yeah, but chicken? You can get both. You I mean you can double up the chicken. You can go teriyaki right. and uh, Korean chicken. You put them right next to each other. Get a little white rice on there. Get uh, spam musubi before you uh, as a little appetizer. I love spam, dude. It's because it's delicious. It's so good. It's people, salted meat. People are wrong on spam. People try to hate on spam. They're yeah. just dumb. They're yep. wrong. One hundred percent agree. Uh, if you go to Hawaii though. Uh, Load up on Portuguese sausage. That's Ooh. that's the jammy jam. Okay, too. Go to 808. Their website, ate-oh-ate.com. Uh, hour two, Mariners. 
on a little bit of a hot streak. And Shohei Otani may be having the best season ever, but mm, Angels kind of go in the wrong direction. We discuss a little baseball since Darkens is gone. We do it next. Hour two of Center and Saint right here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 